I know what it's like to feel invisible, to think it's too late to become what you've always wanted to be. You feel like it's too late to have more life. I felt that way too, but when I lost my brother to cancer, he made me realize I have way more life to live. And I discovered the choice was mine to live it or not. I know you want to become confident and empowered, and you deserve to step into that life you are yearning for. I'm Carrie V, and I get it. There is more greatness to come in your life, and I know you can feel it. I've made a choice to live my big life. Now it is your turn to be empowered and step into the life that has always been yours. It's time for you to step off the sidelines and into your own life, the one you were created to live. It's easier than you think. I believe in you. In fact, I am your biggest fan. So let's get started. Every guest that comes on to Coffee and Tea with Carrie V podcast is asked a question at the end of the podcast. What is your version of your pow pow shoes? What does it mean to step into your pow pow shoes? It means learning to laugh and find joy even when life is hard, especially when life is hard. It means digging deep into who you are, why you're here, and what you were created to do. It is part of the radical empowerment method, getting off the sidelines of your life and stepping into those pow pow shoes, stepping into your confidence, your radiance, your best brilliant self, being unapologetically you. I have been working on my book, The Radical Empowerment Method, for over a year, and it is almost here, and you get to be one of the first to have it. Head to the link in the bio and get your name on the wait list, and you will be the first to know. I am your biggest fan. I love you. Get your name on this wait list. Welcome back to Coffee and Tea with Carrie V. We are beginning a four-part series today on talking all about cancer. I'm going to bring on a guest that has been a cancer survivor for years and is now a caregiver. We're going to talk to someone who is actively undergoing treatments at this moment for ovarian cancer. I'm going to talk to you about things to say to someone with cancer or things we wish we'd heard we said if we had cancer. And then we're going to tie it all together with actionable steps that you can take when you are touched by cancer in your life. And odds are most of us will be at some point. Either someone we love, maybe it's a good friend, maybe it's a loved one, maybe it's you. Cancer touches our lives. Cancer has very, very long and multiple fingers and it weaves in and out of the fabric. And most of us don't go through life, go through life without it touching us in some way. So we're going to talk today about the things that I that I heard that were amazing and things that are really good to say to someone who has been diagnosed with cancer. These things are all things I heard, things that people did and said for me, and it made all the difference in the world in my healing process, in my healing process as far as my emotions went. It's one thing to heal from a physical, but the emotional, hearing the word you have cancer, something immediately shifts. 
you immediately change. Life will never go back to what it was, ever. It's, they're, they're hard words to hear. So coming from a cancer survivor and someone who has had cancer recently, these are things that were said to me that meant the world to me, meant the world to me. We're going to go over a few of them. And I want you to think, I'm just going to challenge you to think about who needs these words from you, who, who needs this kind of attention. It's tough to hear the words you have cancer. So let's try to make it a little more easy for those who hear those words. And honestly, for those who are caring for someone with cancer, these these things will aid or help them as well. The one thing that I loved people saying is, I'm here for you. There are many ways to say that, but I'm here for you. I remember on Christmas morning, I opened up a mug from my daughter, from our daughter, Alicia, and it said, life is tough, my dear, but so are you. And then we started crying. And what she said to me was, I'm here for you. If you need to talk, if you need to cry, I'm here for you. Whether you are talking with someone who's been diagnosed with cancer or a caregiver for someone who's undergoing cancer or really any devastating illness, I'm here for you. Another thing I loved was you're in my thoughts. I'm sending you positive vibes. I'm praying for you. Just knowing that someone thought enough to think of me and reach out and say, I just want you to know you're in my thoughts and prayers. Huge, huge. And this this series specifically is cancer related, but this goes for any trauma that someone is facing. Sometimes when you're walking through trauma, and I've shared this recently on the podcast as well, you don't really know where to put your foot down. Things have changed and you're not quite sure how to battle through this or to walk through it or to even just glide through it. Life changes so fast. Knowing that someone's thinking of you, you're in my thoughts and prayers. I'm here for you. Another thing that people let me say all the time and would even say it back to me, you know, the stinks. I always tell people, I don't really like the word sucks, but when it comes to cancer, it just fits. Cancer sucks. Life-threatening illnesses suck. Accidents suck. This stinks. I loved it when someone would just let me express my heart and then say back, you're right, you're right. And then follow up with, let me help you with, let me help you with. Those were so much more helpful than let me know if you need anything or what can I do for you? I had no idea, no idea how to answer people, but let me help you with meals. We're going to show up and we're going to bring a meal. We're going to bring enough meals for your family for two weeks. That's huge, huge. The other thing I loved when people would make me laugh, just tell me a joke. Just tell me a joke. You might only get a smile, but you're going to get something. We need that. Anyone, anyone who's undergoing a trauma needs to laugh. We need to know we're not alone. We're not alone. And the other thing that, one other thing that I super appreciated was people asking me when was a good time for a visit. Is now a good time? And if not, would tomorrow be better? 
I loved knowing when someone was showing up because planning seemed planning seemed much more needed when I was looking at this paper still that says adenocarcinoma in situ with small foci of invasion. Reading that paper, sometimes I just needed to sit alone. And I know people didn't want me to feel alone, but I also needed advance notice. It was, it was something I could plan on because <laughs> I couldn't plan on my life right now. And also people would call, did you see the latest episode of this? Or did you, have you started this series on network, on Netflix? That meant a lot. That meant a lot because when you're going through a trauma, going through cancer treatments, planning for surgeries, your life changes so much that you forget things and and you forget a lot of things. And so people reminding me or even off or even recommending something made so much so much sense and it was such a help. The biggest thing that I wanted to hear in support of a cancer diagnosis and in helping my mom, supporting my mom through cancer, I love you. I love you. Sometimes we have trouble saying those words, don't we? But sometimes, often, most of the time, let's say all the time, people need to hear those words. And especially when we're going through trauma. I'm here for you. I'm here for you. You are not alone. Anytime you need to talk, I'll listen. Yes, but please, please tell me if you are coming over and ask me if it's a good time. Let me help you with rather than, hey, let me know if you need anything or what do you need? Yeah, we need something. We just don't know what it is. Any trauma. We don't know what we need. Just know what you need in your own life and then take it. Make plans to bring food or set up um, check-in phone calls or shovel sidewalks, cut grass, offer to do laundry, offer to just come over and talk. Don't ask what someone who's going through a trauma needs. They don't know. They don't know. If you talk to them, though, you'll find out. It will come out in their words of what they need. It's not easy getting a diagnosis like that. It's not easy to get up and keep moving through life. You get up and you look around and everyone's moving along. Life hasn't changed for them, but it sure has for you, the person who hears it. That was something I felt very, very strongly. It was surreal. When I went in the morning after my doctor had called me when the biopsy reports came And the next morning, we need to be the first people in the office. And I'll never forget driving, riding, my husband drove, riding to the hospital to meet with the doctor. And cars were out on the road, and you could see people in different diners. And I remember looking around and thinking, life hasn't changed for them. But my life just took a major turn that I wasn't expecting. And it wasn't that I felt resentful, but I felt sad. I felt sad. If you can acknowledge that with a friend or a loved one who's heard these words, 
if you can acknowledge that and then look, I know your life just took a turn you weren't expecting. But I'm here for you. Man, this stinks, but I'm going to help you. I'm going to help you. You're never alone. Then tell them a joke. Make them laugh. We understand you're not belittling or making small what we've heard. We know that you care about us enough to want us to smile. We don't always want to talk about our cancer. We rarely do. We want to talk about funny memories, funny movies. We want to talk about any, anything other than the cancer sometimes. Sometimes we have to talk about it. But a lot of times we would... We want to focus on something else, that our whole life isn't cancer. Our whole being isn't tied around this invader in our bodies. We don't want to identify with this alien. We just want the alien to be gone. We want to laugh. We want to talk about things that are going on in your life. We want to know what you have planned and what you're doing. We don't want people to feel uncomfortable around us because maybe we're going to be going through treatments for six or eight months, maybe a year. And we've had to change all of our travel plans. We're okay with that. We want to hear what you're doing. We want to know. Please talk about your life. Please tell us what's going on in your life. And please don't ask us about the cancer every time you see us. Because we're trying really, really hard to not be defined by it. If we want to talk about it, give us the space to. You can ask us how we're feeling, but if we don't bring it up even further, it just means let's talk about something else. Let's talk about something else. It's been an interesting journey. Those of you who have listened to Coffee and Tea with Carrie, Carrie V for since the beginning know that my oldest brother died of cancer when he was 48. That was 11 years ago. And the whole family rallied around him. But I remember, I remember sitting with him one day, actually at my mom and dad's house, and I just didn't know what to do for him. And I told him, so I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say to make this better. And he turned to me and he said, did I ask you to make it better? I said, no. He said, you can't make this better. All I really need from my little sister right now is to laugh and talk about memories and, and pretend that this doesn't exist for a short while while we just have fun. And that night we put on movies. My brother loved chick flicks, which I was forbidden to tell anyone while he was still living. And we started to watch chick flicks. And then we put on some funny things and we laughed. And we paused when he would run to the bathroom and be sick from his chemo. And then we would start it again. But I got the message. This cancer doesn't define me. My life is not over. My life has slowed down. My life has shifted. My life took a turn. But my life isn't over. And I want to live, even if I'm actively dying, which he was, he wanted to live. Going on vacations, he got a dog, got a new car, watched, the, he loved Iron Man, loved Iron Man, watched Iron Man so many times. That was when Iron Man, I think two was coming out. 
He needed to know he wasn't alone. And instead of saying, Billy, what can I help you with? I said, hey, I'm going to do your laundry. And then, of course, he gave me a list of the things of how he does laundry. He was very particular. (laughs) We laughed about that forever. But I didn't ask him. I just did it. I'm going to vacuum your house. But I wouldn't have known a lot of these things without walking his journey with him. The things that were so helpful to hear for him. And then when I was diagnosed 11 years old, uh, 11 years later. And I want to pass them on to you. Because sometimes we say, when, uh, I, didn't, I don't want to go to the negative. But someone who's been diagnosed with cancer, don't take their hands and say, you, you just wait, everything's going to be fine. You're going to be fine. Listen, it doesn't always have a great outcome. And we know this. Or, well, what are you going to do? It happens to everybody. It might. But you don't want to say that to your loved one who's been diagnosed with cancer or another traumatic, traumatic diagnosis. We don't want to hear, you're going to be fine, just wait and see. We don't know that. We don't know that. And it feels fake. Oh, everybody gets sick. That just feels cold. Instead, just tell us you're here for us. That's it. It stinks. Man, it really stinks. But you know what? We're going to work through this together. And this is what I'm going to do. A card? A card? Just notes? People still message me. Hey, hey, stranger, just wanted you to know I'm still thinking about you. That means the world. Cards. If you have a loved one going through chemo, send a card. Call them, FaceTime them. But don't tell us that you know everything's going to be fine because nobody knows that. I hope this has been helpful. I learned so much as a caregiver for my brother. Help caregiver helper, I'll say. My mom and dad were the main caregivers. Learn so much about the journey then, other family members who have had cancer, and then my own and then my mom's. If I don't pass along what I've learned through my journey, then I'm not put doing what I was put on this earth to do. I hope this has been helpful to you. I would love your feedback. Your journal prompt today is the person that I feel led nudged to reach out to today is and this is how I will reach out if you're open to the nudges you're going to feel them hear them that little inside voice that says I really should call Susie today I should send Tammy a card listen to those nudges you don't know how many times your card your phone call your text message text message instant message, whatever we have now. (laughs) You don't know how much that can change someone's day, week, month, year. Follow your nudges. We talked about that before too. Care, care, and send more care. We know you're there. We need to hear you. I love you. 
I will always be your biggest fan. And we will talk soon. Hey, thanks for listening in. I want you to know I do not take it for granted that you give me this time to have coffee and tea together with me. But before you go, it would mean the world to me if you grab a quick coffee or tea refill and pop into the podcast reviews and leave me a review. It's how this podcast grows. It's how it reaches and empowers more women. And it's how I know how to serve you best. I want this podcast to be what you need. Make sure you subscribe so you never miss an episode and share it with your friends. And follow me on Instagram at I am Carrie V. Remember, it is never too late. Peace out, girlfriend. Pow, pow.